Hey everyone, I'm Maureen. And I'm Bray. And welcome to the Out of Your League podcast. The podcast for those who think talking about sports is out of their league. Each week, we are here to give you the basics about what is going on in the sports world. And teach you a phrase or rule to boost your sports IQ. Let's get into it. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Out of Your League I apologize for a few things off the bat. Number one, that my voice sounds this raspy. Unfortunately, colds still exist. And due to the crazy weather, Nashville looks like I have one. So I'm sounding a little under the weather. And number two, our amazing co-host Maureen is not with us this week. She is on vacation with her family. So I will be holding down the four and doing my best to recap what has happened in the world this week. So starting off, I want to talk about college basketball. Obviously, March Madness has been the forefront of our podcast for the past few weeks as that's the big thing happening right now. So this past weekend, we saw the Sweet 16 matchups, which we kind of spoke about last week, who we thought would win those those games, who we thought would do well, move on to the Elite Eight. Um, and the Elite Eight games also played out this week. So we are left with the Final Four which we'll be playing this weekend, and, you know, let us know if we'll be matching up for the championship, which is really exciting. So a couple things to know. Um, We had some, you know, another one-seed fall. We predicted that this would happen, but Michigan did lose to UCLA, and that's an 11-seed that beat a number one seed, which is crazy. Um, Another team that we were talking about a lot, just because we love Sister Jean, Loyola Chicago did get knocked out in the Sweet 16. They were putting up a great fight. I was watching the game and really hoping that they would win, but they just couldn't keep the momentum throughout the entire game. So unfortunately, they have not continued on in the tournament, but we can't wait to see them next year, and hopefully they'll pull out a win one of these days for Sister Jean. Uh, Next you have Villanova, which was a team we were talking about could shake things up. I had mentioned that Keith thought that they were going to come through and win the whole game. Um, however, they did not. Baylor did beat them in the Sweet 16. They were they were beating um, Baylor going into the second half, but they couldn't pull out a win. They, they couldn't do it. So we had a lot of crazy games over that Sweet 16 and Elite 8, um, but it has all come down to this, your final four. So you have your first matchup this Saturday, Baylor, a number one seed against Houston, a number two seed. And then later that night, you have Gonzaga facing off against UCLA. So I wanted to talk a little bit about these teams, some things to point out, some things you should know, because um, this is what all we've got left now. It's down to the final four. So first, let's talk about this Baylor-Houston matchup. So these are two teams who have not seen the final four in a very, very long time. Um, the Bears haven't been in it since 1950s, and the Cougars, Houston, um, has, hasn't been there since 1984. So they want this They want this bad. Um, and this is a matchup of a strong offense and a strong defense. So it's anyone's games. But if you look at Baylor, they have this incredible trio on offense uh, made up of Jared Butler, Macau Teague, and Davion Mitchell, who have been averaging a combined 46.4 points a game. Which, if you're trying to get a win, you know, you need to score points. But then on the other hand, you have Houston, which they have probably the strongest defense left in this tournament. And they're ranked second in offensive rebounding rate. So, it's it's the battle of whoever can bring the strongest skill sets and either score a lot or stop them from scoring. Because 
when it comes down to these games, you really never know. Um, the experts are predicting Baylor, but I really think this could be this could be anyone's game, and it's not really an upset in this situation. You have a one seed versus a two seed, so it's it's hard to predict when it comes down to the end like this. But we will have to wait and see for Saturday uh, who pulls out a win here. So the second game on Saturday will be a matchup of Gonzaga versus UCLA. Um, now, this is a game that I'm really interested to watch because UCLA was part of the first four games. So they had to play another 11 seed just to get into, the, you know, the regular tournament games. So they have been battling since day one. Now, they've already beaten a number one seed and a number two seed. The number two seed was Alabama last week, and now over the weekend, they beat Michigan, um, a number one seed, you know, it's crazy. They are an 11 seed. They have been crushing these games, and I don't think they want to stop now. Um, they're the second team in NCAA tournament history to, to ever go from the first four to the final four, joining VCU, who last did it in 2011. So this is a very rare occurrence that only two teams in this whole history have ever gone from the first four to the final four, and it would be wild if they could win the whole thing. Um, they have five different players who are averaging at least 10 points per game this past season. So they've got some strong offense and clearly been able to knock some teams down. Now, that's not to say that some of these, you know, games they played against, like they played Michigan over the weekend. Michigan didn't hit a shot their last eight shots, you know? So all it takes is a slip-up, and you have you see, at UCLA take advantage of it and you never know so Gonzaga is going to have to be on their game with that being said their offense is probably the most efficient in the entire country averaging 92 points a game and 55% in shooting so I don't know that they're going to pull a Michigan and go their last eight shots missing every single one but it just shows like if you have you know an off game an off day UCLA might be able to go in there and and clean up, so you never know. I now have um, Gonzaga winning the whole thing, and for me to win one of the um, brackets that I'm in, Gonzaga does have to win the whole thing, so obviously I am keeping my fingers and toes crossed that Gonzaga pulls it out. However, from a loving an underdog story, it would be pretty cool if UCLA did pull out a win here. Um, so we'll have to stay tuned and we'll uh, make sure to update everyone as the Final Four plays out and which games are advancing to the next round. So in other um, you know, college basketball news, we have some, I, I consider it sad news, and I'm sure if Maureen was here, she would be all over this story. But we have some coaching updates. Um, the UNC basketball coach, Roy Williams, has announced that he is retiring which he's one of the greats like you know especially being a UNC fan you know how amazing he is and it's definitely sad to see that he will be retiring um he had coached his first 15 years at his alma mater Kansas taking them to four final four appearances and then he spent the last 18 seasons at UNC with the Tar Heels um leading them to national titles in 2005 2009 and 2000. 17. He is ranked fourth all time among Division I coaches in wins with 903 wins and 264 losses as his record, which is phenomenal. 
Um, yeah, he's just one of the best coaches of all time. Um, he, he was quoted saying, everyone wants to know the reason. And the reason is very simple. Every time somebody asked me how long I was going to go, I'd always say, as long as my health allows me to do it. But deep down inside, I knew the only thing that would speed that up was if I did not feel that I was any longer the right man for the job. I no longer feel that I am the right man for the job. Um, which is sad to see. I don't know how everyone else feels about it, but it, it bums me out that he doesn't feel that he's the right man for the job. I'm not sure if there's anything deeper to it um, that we'll find out, but if he feels like it's he's not you know, the right guy for it right now, I understand um, if he wants to step down and everything. Um, and actually, Coach K, who's like their biggest rival, was quoted saying, college basketball is losing one of its greatest coaches and a man who genuinely cares about the game of basketball and, more importantly, the people who play it. So, I mean, clearly the Duke coach, like I said, one of UNC's biggest rivals, has a lot of respect for this man. Everyone has respect for him, no matter whether you were fighting against him, playing with him, whatever it may be. Um, So curious to see who could possibly fill his shoes and replace the great Roy Williams. Moving into some MLB talk because Thursday was opening day for baseball. Um, So very excited to get the season started. Very happy that, you know, we are up and running. But, of course, in true Mets fashion, the game opening day was postponed due to COVID. Um, Classic. So the Nationals players were found to have a couple of them tested positive for COVID. And this game will be postponed. The game today is postponed. So they will be starting their season off on Saturday. Of course. You know, so excited for a Mets game to finally begin. And, of course, it got postponed but excited to see the game and I will actually be home with my family to watch the first game so that is actually pretty exciting and I can't get to wait to start uh start the season off right the Yankees started their season off with a loss they lost to the Toronto Blue Jays three to two you know obviously it's the first game the Yankees did seem you know like a strong team and I'm sure they've got a lot in them for the rest of the year but you know it always just makes my heart warm that you know the Yankees lose I'm sure uh, Keith won't be too happy about that the Philadelphia Phillies beat the Braves three to two which doesn't really help me much because Phillies and the Braves are both in the same division as the Mets so one team won one team lost doesn't really help me there Um, another crazy game that I want to just call out quickly again it's opening day so it's not like it's the biggest of deals, whether you win your first game or not, like that doesn't really say much about the rest of your season. But the Kansas City Royals beat the Texas Rangers 14 to 10. Like that's a crazy high scoring game. So I'm just like intrigued to see how the rest of their season will go. Because a lot of these um, other games, you know, it's like single digit, very close games, like 14 to 10. That's wild. Um, Pittsburgh Pirates beat the Cubs 5 to 3. Milwaukee Brewers beat the Minnesota Twins 6 5. A lot of big games happening yesterday. I just can't wait for my season to begin and uh, see how the Mets play. So keep you updated as far as the baseball season goes. And I think that wraps up everything I've got for this week's episode. I think it's pretty short and sweet. Mostly me just talking about the things that I find important. 
sorry, Maureen, you're going to have to, you know, come, come back next week and help me out. Cause I'm sure I did not do the basketball world justice for you. Um, and I could have gone talking about baseball for much, much longer, but don't need to bore anyone. Um, so keep checking our Instagram this week. For all your updates through the weekend of March Madness, getting down to that final game. And when we come back next week, we will have a winner of March Madness. So very exciting. Um, And we will talk to you next week. We are out of here.